For all of you who listen to Mackie Second Floor Studios Presents Submersion and own an Android device, do me a favor. Go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android device. I use the app, and I love it. I can search for the podcasts I want to listen to, select them as favorites, and have them all just a click away. Make sure to set Mackie's Second Floor Studios as a favorite so you don't miss any of our new episodes. Again, the app is the Podcast Republic app, available on Android devices. Episode 28. Woo! Here we are. Finally. It's been a while. It has been a while. Especially for you. Your, the dulcet tones of Kyle has not graced my ear lobes, or I guess my ears, not my ear lobes, uh, in a while. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be kind of weird. I don't that know would be a little strange. About. I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah, well, whatever. I hum next to his ear lobes. It's quite a weird thing we've got going on. But yeah, it's been a while <laughs> since we've all been on. Uh, Zach's not here tonight. Nope. He was, uh, wow, he's, wow. Doing, he's eating dinner, so that's apparently more important than us, but whatever. Do you think uh, he was being honest when he asked uh, when we were planning on recording, or do you think he was just ready to say, no, nah, I can't, I got dinner, can't do it? <laughs> I think he probably was sitting at dinner and realizing that he wasn't even close to being <laughs> being able to be on, and was like, uh, I hope they're actually, it's actually 5.30 different time, yeah. not to give away when we're recording this, but... Ooh. It's kind of like the movie we were watching where they just kept on telling us the time for no reason. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That pissed me off. I don't know why. Dude, I know. So, it, it was like pointless, really. It for, was. Our listeners, for our listeners, it's 4.51 right now. Yes. Uh, central time. <laughs> just, to be, just to be clear. Yeah. <laughs> we'll keep you up. We'll keep you, we'll keep you updated. Throughout, throughout the entire episode. <laughs> but yeah, what are, what are other people been up to? Brom, what's up? Uh, what's up I've, in your life? Uh, I'm just beat uh, i've been busy at work and uh, had a pretty busy weekend i was talking to alex a little bit earlier i told him playing cards goofing off drinking with my cousins on friday and then uh yesterday had a wedding and it was just sort of a wall-to-wall thing i was helping my buddy take care of his kids his wife was the maid of honor so running up and down catching kids doing all that and uh then we we, we sort of hosted the after party Kept kept it going to like two a.m., which haven't been <laughs> haven't done that in a while. So just beat. Wow. <laughs> so just and just to be clear, when you say your friend's wife was the maid of honor, you're not talking about that she was specifically the uh, Patrick Dempsey movie maid of honor. She was actually like a maid of honor in, in the wedding. No, she was a uh, non-fictional. Not uh, oh, this was okay. not a movie. This was a real maid of honor. She was not a DVD copy of a movie that came back out like in 2010. She was not. And uh, there was a wedding planner and uh, it was not Jennifer Lopez. Wow. Okay. Dang. So You may joke about that movie, but I'm pretty sure I have that movie like (laughs) 40 foot away. You do. Just because of my (laughs) wife. I did wonder that the other day when I looked at your bookshelf. I was like, I wonder why he has a wedding planner. (laughs) (laughs) No, Maid of Honor. Oh, sorry. You have Maid of Honor? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. It's great. <laughs> Alex, any any wedding fiascos for you? No, no. I haven't been to a wedding a couple months, so it's been nice. Although weddings are <laughs> nice to go to just for the free food. but And the dancing. Yeah. yeah you're like a had, dance machine, uh, right? We had an yeah. open bar, and I was smashing legal joints. Ooh. Wow, really? Ooh. Yeah. There was, a, there was a period of time where there was like nobody in there except me just talking to the bartender. I'm like, hey, would you mind mixing me something since- Nobody's around. Would you 
sort of do something a little more complicated. So I walked her through the legal joint and she ended up making me three of them and my buddies ended up loving it and they were going and getting them. It was What's uh, in yeah, again? I so can't you, remember. Yeah, you were confused. We used to drink these in college. You were all confusing the time. me a little bit. It's like kind of a maid of honor situation again because you're this talking is. about legal joints. And I was like, wait, was he in Colorado or something? There's a bowl of legal joints like, at this <laughs> wedding. I'm not even sure that'd be just legal. Indulge. Yeah. <laughs> just grab a handful. It'd be fine. Let's yeah. do it. Mellow, mellow wedding. Yes. For those uh, uninitiated, the legal joint is the official cocktail of Bowling Green. At least it's our official cocktail. Yes, it, it is. Uh, it's delicious. Is. And the official cocktail of the USS Wet Floater as well. It can be, yeah. If we all want to agree on it, we'll have to take a vote. Okay. But uh, it, it consists pass. of rum, vodka, amaretto, mm. and cranberry juice. Wow, and it tastes good? It's very good. Uh, I also, I'll add a lime to it. Uh, you could also add You could also add orange juice to it. That's true, because they always had the alternative methods at... Um Brat House of Brown Green. A little shout out there. Yeah. All right. I, I second. I second then. All right. Third it passes. There we go. Wonderful. All right. Shall we? Yeah. Let's get into this. Okay. Uh, so just to ask, are you not going to be doing a sound effect today? Are you? Or ask to dive, 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 dive. There we go. Dang it. That's a missed it <laughs> twice now. You've missed it a whole bunch of times because you're off your game. I am. You're basically, you're, you're heads out of the game. Yeah. You have no idea what's going on anymore. What began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world. Mac East Second Floor Studios takes you on the journey of your lifetime as your captains, Alex the Mustard Man, the artist formerly known as Brom, Jamie the Brain, Kyle El Capitan, and Zach the Backbone present Submersion. And but tell us about this movie. Do you have any fact, fun facts about it? About this movie? Yeah. Well, Alex, what movie did we all get to watch this week? <laughs> well, um, it's called Dark Descent. I guess yeah. it was made in 2002 and it stars Dean Cain. Sure. And you're in for a, a fun one, listeners. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Current time is now 5.56 p.m. Ohio time. Uh, uh, 4.56 <laughs> Central time. Yes. Uh, this holds a whopping 3.5 on IMDb. I'm going to spoil alert uh, for our listeners. That's not good. No. Nope. That's not good. Nope. It's out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> it's out of 10, yes. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so like you said, it stars D- Dean Cain, who people might know from Lois and Clark, New Adventures of Superman yep. from the 90s. Scott Wiper, who was also in Pearl Harbor. Oh, that's going to come back. And then Biliana Patrinska. Who played Ben. And she was in Hitman? Yes. I've seen that movie. It is not very good, but better than the newer Hitman. Hitman Agent 47. Oh, okay. That was terrible. All right. So, shall we dive right in? I I don't think there's any other way to do it. You just got to dive in. Is this even a submarine movie? Can we be honest? Uh, So, it's it's pretty close. I mean, it's probably the least amount of submarine movie. I think what we were tricked by is on the back of the DVD, it said he was part of the deep submersible team or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, was that a thing or did they just make that up for the DVD box? All right. There's some certain things that you even look in the description, like about this, or like, ooh, a mining expedition in the Marianas Trench. Yeah. And I'm like, 
When did they ever mention they were in the trench? Never. Yeah. And he goes even further down. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what is this? But um, yeah, no, there's all kinds of stuff on the back of that DVD that make that was never mentioned in this film, yeah. including the fact that he was supposed to be part of a submersible team and never once even talked about submersibles or did anything with submersibles or anything. Well, they at all. did. Well, they at had the a little bit at the yeah. end. I mean, there's there's three times that you see a submarine. He's on a submarine once, then a bunch of other people on a submarine later, and then. Uh, he gets rescued by a submersible. Not to, I mean, he does not die. Spoiler. Spoiler I'm sorry, listeners. But so there are three occasions where we get to see a submarine. <laughs> but that's about it. Yeah. It was very deceptive. Yes, yes. So it's it's similar probably in the actual amount of time as something like Life Aquatic. We really got very little amount of, maybe even yeah. a little more in this one than in Life Aquatic. In maybe a little bit more. Yeah. All right, so we open with a funny <laughs> time intertitle, as as we've mentioned. It's just like, what is it, like 10.04 p.m. or something like that, yeah, the first one? It's like, totally. it's 10 o'clock. It's like, cool, great. I'm glad I know that. I have no idea. Like, what's going to happen? Yeah, so we have a guy, Murdoch, or uh, as his badge says on his uh, uniform, Murdak. Um, yeah, I'm not I sure which one it's supposed to be. Yeah, <laughs> supposed to, I think it was supposed to be Murdak, and then they just kept on calling him Murdoch. Um, and so he's the new sheriff in town, and I say that... Seriously, that this is essentially what looks seems like a Western. And so like he's a sheriff in town. There's some like, you know, outlaws kind of, you know, rough guys on the and basically saying like they've gotten away with murder or almost literally gotten away with rape for a long time while on this mining place before Dean Kane's character Murdoch has come into town. And now he's yep. there and he's like, book this. I'm taking these motherfuckers out. And he goes down and they're basically raping a, a girl or a multiple women. Well, like First, all of a sudden, a woman runs past who's naked yeah. and like all bruised and stuff. Yeah. And then another one's chasing her. No, no, t- no actual breasts seen in this film, which was too bad. Considering how many times they swore, they, were, they would have gotten an R rating no matter I what. Know, I was kind of surprised. I was like, oh, this might be the movie where like it's had the most intense language, I guess, yeah, so far, yeah. in anything we've seen. And Agent Red did give you some breasts to stare at, at least a little bit. And this one didn't, this one skipped it, you know, yeah. That first scene, she had kind of a towel over and then Ben, who's, you know, kind of the love, love interest, if you want to call her that, I guess. Uh, she at one point is, is nearly nude, but we don't see anything. Anyways, they confront these three brothers, three brothers, right? No, four, four brothers. One of them runs away. Yeah. So four people are there and they're like, what do you do about it? But in Russian accents. uh, Worst Russian accents I've ever heard. Which I was saying, I'm pretty sure they were Russian. (laughs) Or they were at least, I think they were Eastern European actors. So (laughs) It was. uh, Yeah, I couldn't tell if the accents were really bad or they were just so bad at acting that they were trying to. I don't know. It was it was just really. I think they were bad at acting. It's very bad at acting. There were times where they couldn't. They almost couldn't say the lines. Like they weren't saying things right. Yeah, that's, that's why I was wondering if they actually are Russian, but they're just so bad at <laughs> conveying the lines that they're just so out of their element that uh, it doesn't sound like it's their real language. So he's basically it's like a little showdown, kind of like a western, where the the he punches one brother out, one of the guys runs away, and then the guy's like, "Okay, we're gonna put down our guns," and he turns around, he's like, "Schwink." And the guy, is, one of the brothers, pulls out a uh, gun and uh, Dean King gets shot in the shoulder, but is able to take out the other guy. Yeah, that's and a snap goes, a woman's no! neck during this. Oh, yeah, snap, the guy, snap, snap a woman's neck, so she dies. And then he kills one of the brothers. And one of the guys is like, no! And then we flash forward four years later, almost immediately from right. here. Right, uh, at like 8.52 a.m. Yeah, make sure four years later, 8.50 p.m. Yes. It's like for a.m. or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and so- 
Uh, Murdoch is getting transferred. Uh, he's finally getting off this mining thing, and he they're in like a little shuttle of sorts. Yeah, and, it's like an underwater monorail type transport. And this makes no sense because at one point his friend Niles is like, oh, I forgot my uh, badge. I got to go back to the room and just stops this thing in the middle of the tunnel and then goes yeah. into another compartment. And it's like, where the fuck is he going? I'm I so, know. I'm so confused. <laughs> like, he's like, I forgot out of my room. Like, well- We'll have, you'll have to take it back. We're on a like a little subway car. Yeah, you're on a track. You <laughs> where can't you just hop out? Where are you going? And also, it's going 50 miles per hour. We're so far away from your room now. Just yeah. wait until we get there, and then you'll go back. But he goes out of the room, and we get a little scene with Dean Kane, and he's uh, he's got some claustrophobia issues, yep. and we'll, we'll delve heavily into that. But he uh, he kind of was like, oh, I'm getting nervous. He's not liking this, and so he's like, fuck this, and goes into the next room where the guy had went, and oh boy. It is a surprise party, and we get like five goddamn minutes of a kazoo being like, like in our ear over yeah. and over again. And we're going to roll that entire clip for you right now. So congratulations. Anyways, that was amazing. For those of you that are still with us. You're welcome. Um, And so they have like a little, they have a scene and they're all terrible actors, but there's like the main like kind of manager of the whole mine. And he's like, and it's been going really great with Murdoch here being our guy. And he keeps on saying jokes, but like, it's not funny. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, oh, and Niles is there. And they have a little scene with him and this, this woman that you don't know who she is yet. I get, you know, I've seen her briefly uh, in the first like part of it, but she's been, and she was actually dating Murdoch for a while. And, but like now Niles is with her and, but you can see that she like totally fucking hates Niles. She's like, get off of me. Like, gross. And so they're like, and then Niles is also, they get, they do a bunch of speeches and Niles is like, and now we're going to get really drunk. Smash cut to them investigating a suicide. I was like, wait, I thought you were just going to get really shit faced. Yeah. (laughs) What is this? And so they're talking with a guy and the person's like, oh no, it wouldn't have been like, this couldn't be a suicide. He has like a daughter and like a wife and he loves them. And he never talked about this kind of stuff. He just, all of a sudden we were outside of the rig and he pulled off his helmet. 
and we is see that a, what happened? A little ghostly apparition that he sees, and but he's hallucinating, and he pulls off his uh, his thing, and then he's crushed by the pressure. Oh, I couldn't tell what happened because yeah. I thought like just blood. I thought his head like blew up or something. No, nah, he opens like, up his thing, and then I think on? I think the idea is that they're so deep in the yeah. ocean that he gets maybe crushed. that's. They should have been like, well, obviously you're at the bottom of the Marianas Trench. Well, yeah, that's uh, that's a good way to commit suicide in the Marianas Trench. And they'd be like, oh, now I know what we're doing. Yeah, now. well, not doing, trench. but I know where we're at. Right. And what time is it? Oh, now I'm all confused. Yeah. If only I knew what the time was. Um, and so uh, they are investigating this thing. They're like, it's definitely not suicide. And he's like, okay, I better I better check this out. And he he finds like some drugs that the the guy has been taking called Xyloban. Because everybody's on this for like. To help what reduce pressure induced psychosis, something uh, like it's that. It's to help with the pressure, yeah, and yeah. allow them to mine like what they say, like three miles down or something like that. Yeah, and, and allow them to stay down there longer. And yeah. then all of a sudden, we cut on over to a doctor who you can tell, oop, bumped the mic. Yeah, you can tell is Russian because he's got Russian nesting dolls in his office. <laughs> like, oh yeah, ah, I see. One it. of my favorite type of things. And, and there's yeah. a really weird yeah. quote here because like he's just sitting there working. All of a sudden. Dean Kane like is creepily staring at him. <clears throat> Will, I didn't hear you. That's because I was silently observing you to see if you displayed any abnormal behavior. What the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, what a so, weird line. <laughs> yeah, so we'll get a lot more from this therapist, but he's definitely acting really shady, and you know he's the bad guy. And anyways, he's like, hey, I could totally analyze that for you. And Dean Cain's like, no, I'll get it analyzed myself when I go back up. And he's like, okay, that's fine. But just remember, I'm here in case you do need me to analyze it. Uh, and he's like, okay. And then we cut over to a sex scene between Niles and the girl, Ben, and they're basically having sex. And then Niles rolls over and he's like, I'm just not in the mood, I guess. And he's all like mopey because he's like, you know, I didn't get that big promotion. And I think it's because Murdoch really is like jealous of me because I'm with you and you broke up with him. And he's like, you did break up with him, didn't you? And she's like, oh, get out of here. Fuck you. And he, he's like, oh, man, well, maybe I'll come back later. And she's like. No thanks. And he's like, oh, man. And so, like, that's over or whatever. And then all of a sudden. And then someone, like, there's a, her door is open because he leaves. And, like, just a random person pops in and is just like, are you okay? <laughs> and I was like, and wait, he, who's that? <laughs> he's just got, like, a like a fly fishing vest yeah, on, too. He looks like a janitor or something. Yeah. And she's nearly nude on her bed. Yeah. Having just, literally five seconds before that, she was having sex with someone. Mm -hmm. And now this person's, like, popping ahead and be like, hey, you, you okay? Hey, how you doing? Was was the sex good? <laughs> <laughs> it is ridiculous. <laughs> and so <laughs> after this, Murdoch is informed that his long lost uh, ne uh, nemesis from the first part is coming back. They don't really know how. They kind of imply, oh, he got out on some. Uh, yeah, this is weird. They, they, they originally say that he got on an appeals process later that they, they said he was just bailed out for like $4 million or something like that. $40 million or something. Yeah. And so like. None of this makes actually any sense or cohesive sense. And they really don't say anything concrete about it anyways. But they're like, wait, how did he get out? He's, this is all through a video feed with uh, Zabka, the actor Zabka, who uh, was the bad guy in um, Karate Kid. So oh, now he was I thought he looked familiar. Yeah. He's also Oscar nominated. He may, he, he, for uh, this? No. Yes, obviously. <laughs> well, uh, but he was also Oscar nominated for uh, a short film in like 2003 or something. Hmm. Anyways, he uh, if you, uh, he informs if you appeal the in the U.S. and win the appeal uh, to get a retrial, you're able to apply for bail again during the retrial process. So you can go from being a prisoner 
But once you win an appeal and are going to be retried for the crime, you can get bailed out again if if the judge offers bail. Is this a character? Is this Brom Esquire right now? Dude, this happened in the Marianas Trench. How do you know the U.S. even has jurisdiction? I'm just giving an example. If they have the same judicial system and whatever period of time this is but attorney attorney general brahm over here uh, what a nerd just anyway i'm just giving you the deets and so he's told us to get out get out of here like yeah. dean kane but like, also doesn't make sense because they know he's coming around. yeah and but they can't stop him i don't like, even like, understand oh, this guy literally killed somebody yeah. on the rig before yeah. and, and we're, we're not gonna let him back on we're impo- it's impossible for us to stop and he has friends on there it's not like these are all in on like the conspiracy turns out to be a conspiracy but like they're not all in on the conspiracy the guy who's managing it could be like no, fucking no, you're not docking. Like, right. That's it. We solved the problem. But it, it, the way they solve it is, like, okay, he's going to get down here. We can't really stop it. It's all like through these shuttles and stuff like that. But you're going to get on a shuttle and you're going to get out of here. And so he gets on the shuttle and he's going away. So this is one of three scenes we actually get on a submarine because he's on this transport submarine. And they start moving away. And we get a little side you know, event where a miner is also having hallucinations. Is and, he, or is this real? I don't know. But he busts in. Oh, yeah. He's seeing all these like weird like worm colorful worms or whatever yeah because he's jackhammering into some rock yeah. and that's where we find out it's some kind of mining operation yeah and then yeah all that like glowing shimmering green goo is like floating around yeah and he's just, he's and like, he walks up into the bunker and he's like guys check this out yeah. and then he takes the jackhammer to the wall he and that causes a big problem he kills everyone that uh, a little door closes like shuts to make sure the rest of the the mining base isn't compromised mm-hmm. and shoots a, a very tiny stream of water through someone and kills them as well yeah um and it's supposed to be it's a little hint foreshadowing for w- later on what he's going to do to kind of like defeat the bad guys but at the same time it's kind of funny to see yeah, i think that was yeah. the only point of that entire scene yeah. <laughs> it's just so they can be like Dean Kane with this this uh, eye solution. Saline solution. <laughs> I'll keep on pumping this thing. Uh, and so he sees from the transport, Dean Kane, he sees like bubbles coming up from part of the thing. He's like, oh shit. And the pilot's like, holy shit. Like they've got like a big problem over there. Fuck me. Turn around. Huh? Turn around. We're going back. I can't just turn around. Turn around, we're going fucking back. I'm a federal law enforcement officer and this is not a fucking request. Yes, sir. Do your pilot shit. And I was like, (laughs) yes, I am now, that's his 12 inches. I just got 12 inches in my pants and for this movie, (laughs) because that is amazing. And then, you know, he's like, do my pilot shit. And he pulls out his dick. And they're like, yeah. not that pilot shit. And he's like, ha ha. Uh, it's a joke by me because it's about dicks. Anyways. And then he they head back <laughs> and um, they're checking out. Niles is checking out the body. And it's like, oh, shit. Look at this guy. He got like totally fucked up. And Murda comes up uh, and is like, oh, hey, like, we got to take care of this. I'm back because I saw what happened. Like, we, we you know, we got stuff to do. And they go into a little side room. And Niles is like, yo, bro, I got your back. I'm like a sharpshooter. I know I've never actually seen action because I'm on like a mining operation and you're like a badass. So nothing's happened bad in like four years. But I've been doing these simulations that the FBI uses and I am A1, the best top like 6%. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. And Dean Kane is like, fuck you. How 
dare you? And he's like, what? And he's like, you're just trying to get all up in this and get a recommendation from me for a promotion. And I don't like, you know, grubbers like you coming around doing this. And I'm like, wait, what did Niles even do? <laughs> he just offered to help. Like, I'm confused. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, maybe after I help take down a bunch of bad guys, you can maybe write me a recommendation letter since you're my mentor. Right. And he's like, fuck you. How dare Dear you. <laughs> it was like the weirdest thing. It's like, no, that's actually fairly reasonable. I think if he, yeah. if he helps you defeat these bad guys, I think maybe writing a recommendation letter, maybe the least you could do. I don't know. Yeah. It, it would also show that he's probably worthy of some kind of promotion. I'm so confused right now. Yeah, I was very like, confused. Like, why is this a problem? Did you, uh, did you guys think Niles was the best actor in the show? No. No, I thought Dean Cain was. Dean, Dean you, did, Kane, you did like Dean over Niles? No, Dean Cain is actually... He was uh, pretty good. He was surprisingly good, given the material. He, like he was my number two. I, I like Niles, though. I thought he actually did a really good job. Was it when he got totally... The, yeah, the scene. We were reamed out by Dean Cain right here, and then yeah. became all mopey and left. <laughs> Which yeah. I thought for sure, I wrote down even like... This is just setting up the redemption of Niles, where he comes in at the end and like saves the day. It's like, nope. No, he just is basically drinks himself silly and gets on a transport out of there. <laughs> I, I thought maybe Never to he be was seen again. I thought he was going to side with the bad guys. Maybe, yeah. And I'm like, ooh, here we go. I also like at this point when he's when he kind of turns on Niles. Niles has this funny moment where he's like, "What the?" Yeah, he, yeah. He's saying like, "What the?" But he like really trails his the what the. <laughs> so anyway, huh. then it immediately smash cuts over to that guy Evans. Who was the guy in the fishing vest yep. who was like, hey, you doing okay after all the sex? Um, and Dean Cain's swearing him in as a marshal. Yeah. So he's basically like, okay, I totally <laughs> messed up my relationship with Niles. So you're now Niles. And the guy's like, cool, I'm Evans. I have no experience. This should be good. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, oh, by the way, Ben is leaving. This this late, random lady. And he's like, wait, Ben is leaving? And he kind of looks at a picture of his wife who's not Ben. And is like, huh, weird. I feel weird about this. And then he goes to the doctor because yeah. he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna have these drugs analyzed by you." Doctor's like, "Oh, that's really weird. You said you weren't gonna have me do it yesterday. Now you're back." Dean also says, "By the way, I've been having these weird dreams, yeah. you know, about my uh, wife, wife and kid, and the accident." Yeah. And we're like, "Ooh, what accident?" I'm like really drawn in at this point. I'm like, yeah. "Oh my god, I'm on the edge of my seat. Like, what accident is this?" And they have a whole therapy section, a session where he's basically like, "And I mean, I'm, I'm can't turn the car, but I'm there when she dies." And then she, he kind of drops a hint like, in reality, I then get a call because I'm in bed with Ben at the same time and that telling them, telling uh, me that they have died. So he was basically having an affair with yeah. Ben on the, in the, at the mining base at the time that his wife and kid were killed in like a thing. He has like, he's holding like a lot of guilt. Yeah. And the therapist is And like, at this point you're like, what, are we supposed to feel bad for this guy? I don't know. Like, it seems like he's a dirtbag. See, at, at this point, person. I didn't realize Ben was a female. So I oh, you know he was, yeah. oh, he thought, was he like saying Ben and not Ben? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, whatever. So was, I was with Ben and he's like, you know, sexually. <laughs> uh, and then the therapist is like, you know what? This might be the root of your problem. And he's like, it might be the root of my impotence. It's like, no, you're claustrophobia, dummy. Uh, and he's like, they find out and then the analysis finished and it turned out to be just pure xylobin. He's like, no, it's pure xylobin. There's nothing like wrong with it. And he's like, oh shit. Okay, well. I guess I was wrong. Sometimes these things don't pan out. Like, thanks for the work you did. Like, mm -hmm. whatever. And he leaves. And he heads over to a strip club. <laughs> On the underwater base. 
Yes, on the underwater base, and it's basically this Russian-run like strip club, and they've been they, these guys have been kind of like harping about how like thank God Mark's Murdoch's leaving because it's it was so like lame when he was like around keeping everyone out of trouble, mm-hmm. and they're talking about odds on Murdoch versus Vlad on like who's going to win the fight or whatever, and they're like it's twenty-two to one for Murdoch, and he goes twenty-two to one clam bake. And I was like, is that a term? I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> a clam bake? Pie on his face. Uh, <laughs> and he uh uh he comes in murder comes in and he's basically like hey what's up man like oh you taking bets against me like whatever and like punches him in the face police brutality like all over the place yeah. you're supposed to be like cool police brutality and they have this funny thing where it's like and what was the ads of me and like and someone just like off camera is like smarts money on cursed off the way i see it the way we see it it's you oh christoph Smart buddies on Kristoff. <laughs> <laughs> like the weirdest voice. Well, well, smart money's on Kristoff. <laughs> like at, at one point, because because Dean Kane was faced away from the camera, I was yeah. like, oh, is he? He must be doing that voice. <laughs> He's like mocking someone else. Like I was yeah. like, oh no, no, that's just they thought just it was someone else. Screen. <laughs> and so. Um, uh, he kind of leaves. He sees Niles there, or he sees someone else there, and he's like, "Oh, aren't you going to help me?" And like, no one wants to help him, so he's all alone. And basically, the only person that's decided to help him is Evans, and then Ben, who he doesn't really know is really going to help him, but right. she's like really worried about him. Guys, I uh, checked the uh, Urban Dictionary real quick. Uh, clam bake is the female corollary to the term sausage fest, a bar or club oh, okay. where the crowd is surprisingly and almost exclusively female, especially when you're looking to meet men. Yeah, so it makes sense um, in this context. In this context, because they're they're at a strip club that is on a mining operation that's fully male, so it's an obvious connection. Clam bake, <laughs> clam bake. Um, <laughs> so they're checking the tapes. Uh, at this point, he's checking the tapes in his bunk, and he sees that Vlad was ca- able to get through security like no problem, even though they saw the gun. So it's like total conspiracy. And the person um, Zepka on the other on the on the other line is basically like just hold out. They're coming at three p.m. That's why we need to know the times. They're coming at if you can hold out by three p.m. for till three p.m. Like my guys will be there to pick you up. And he's like, okay. And uh, he and at this point I was kind of wondering when Bin was gonna ever like show up. And anyways, right. Bin calls him down to her bunk and it's basically like, like, you need to get down here, yeah, right now. And so you know they talk together and. It's useless. It's basically, she's like, get out of here. And he's like, I can't. And he's like, Whoa, seriously, get out of here. And he's like, I can't. And I'm like, okay. And then they leave. And then Evans comes up yeah. and he's like, cool, so where everyone else? And Dean Kane's like, it's just, just it. And he's like, well, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm alone now. And well, like, even, Evan, even Evan Dean was, was like, like Evan you're was probably really... going to get killed. Uh, I'm going to be better off yeah. going solo. Yeah. And Evan, Evan at this point was like uh, the most useless character I've ever seen in a movie. Mm-hmm. Basically, he hops in like, Hey, I'd like to join your team. And he's like, oh, fuck, we're going to die. I'm going to be off your team now. He's like, okay, what was the point of this? <laughs> Just to walk in on someone having sex for me? And so anyways, he heads over back over because he's realized something's totally off about all this stuff. And he heads back over to um, the therapist and he starts totally messing up his office. And <laughs> smashes, smashes the all of his nesting dolls. dolls. His precious nesting dolls. And <clears throat> he finds out that actually, yes, there is a conspiracy about the Xyloban because they've been putting four times as much Xyloban as they used to to do a little experiment. They want to be able to mine many, many more miles below the surface. Because the biggest cost for the entire operation is transporting people back and forth. Right. So they can keep them down there longer, you yeah. can make more money. Yeah. And so they've been dosing them with four times, but now they've seen that they're, you know, totally going ape shit. And so like they know it's all fucked up. And so they need to kind of 
it's weird that they were like, we need to get rid of Murdoch, even though Murdoch didn't know about this conspiracy until like five minutes before. Like they were already yeah. in the process of killing Murdoch before he knew that there was a problem and he was leaving that day. <laughs> like, they were already transporting away. Like nothing actually makes sense. Right. Like why would the, why would the, you know, company be so, so concerned about someone who was leaving that day to not be on duty anymore? Right. And he would have been tricked if they just didn't have Vlad coming because they would have analyzed it and like it's Zyloban. He'd be like, cool, see ya. And would have gotten his transport and left and nothing would have happened. And that would have been that. Yeah. It's so weird. Like the plot makes no sense. No, no, no. Not to harp on the plot. And so uh, he's all, he's basically like, oh man, fuck you guys. You guys are going to fry. And it's like, okay, this guy, clearly Merrick doesn't know anything about white collar crimes. These people will not fry. They will go to <laughs> Club Fed and probably be out in five years. So sucks for you. Yeah. And so- you know, transport arrives. The so people, you know, get out, get ba- the bad guys, you know, get there. And they all walk out and they have like, they like stand in front of the camera and do like a, a pose. He's like, everybody, yeah. everybody does individually. You're like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> and it's like, it is 12 to noon. Perfect. And he's yeah. like, great. I'm, I'm glad I know it's noon. And so he goes down and he decides his big plan is he's going to cause a meltdown, get everyone off of there. Cause if there's chaos, he doesn't want people dying. And so he just wants himself and these guys on the thing. So he sets up a meltdown. Basically they go through this whole explanation of exactly what kind of like radioactive element they have. But the point is, is he starts a meltdown and it's supposed to be able to be reversible. He has the key. If he turns it, he can reverse it. Otherwise it's like a small nuke. This is also so off. stupid. Cause he's like, Oh, is this like a nuclear bomb going off? No. But it's like Hiroshima. It's like, Hiroshima. like what? Like, yeah, nuke. What the, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I think the point was supposed to be that so far in the future that, in fact, like, Hirosh- Hiroshima is, like, not even a weapon. Uh, like, oh, it's just something shitty like Hiroshima. It's like, oh, yeah, so it is. It's a nuke. <laughs> yeah, it's a nuke. <laughs> then he's like, oh, before you go, can you give me your saline solution? I was like, okay, if this is far in the future, that guy does not have saline solution, but whatever. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Probably his eyes self-water from some, like, medicine he took years ago or something like it's it's some special thing is gonna oh man so are we done oh that was a terrible noise what was that i was not the right noise i don't know (laughs) this is all screwed up you're embarrassing yeah okay we're gonna scrap scrap this episode (laughs) um we'll just start it over okay so everyone take off your headphones um (laughs) uh and so uh everyone's leaving now everyone's running 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 if you listen to mackie's second floor studios presents submersion (laughs) and own an android device (laughs) <laughs> do me a favor <laughs> and so uh so everyone's everyone's leaving and ben realizes that he's not on a transport he's staying behind and so she stays behind as well mm-hmm. and they start the confrontation so it's it's the end and they're doing all kinds of crazy editing here where like cameras flying everywhere and he starts to he starts a showdown so he's shooting at the one the first big guy and gets like totally shot in the dick and you're like whoa you got shot in the dick uh for real like really straight did, up you saw yeah. his dick fall off and then uh, it was real gross and then and, um, it was flopping on the ground. Oh yeah, it was like a eel. scooted off screen. Yeah, it was really good computer animation. Um, solid, probably a two million dollars uh, that cost to make. Yeah, uh, and so then he he runs away from this the big guy by going into the the little subway area or whatever, and he's running away, running away, and they. Uh, he kind of follows them. And then it turns out like the transport starts coming through. I'm not sure who's actually on the transport. Probably would have stopped in an emergency like that. Why yeah. is it still running? But it was like magnets kind of stop them from shooting each other. And then in the end, the one guy gets free at the last moment. The bad guy gets free at the last moment and then smashed a little bits um, by the train. Yeah. And then he's all like still fucked up and, and kind of like struggling in this tube. And Ben comes and kind of saves him. And he's like, thank God you're here. But 
I got to get you off of this place because it's going to blow uh, real hard when it blows up. Yep. And <laughs> he calls up the, you know, the main guy, the manager of the whole thing. It's like, hey, I got one more for you. Ben's still here. Like, okay, we can hold off. But man, we got to get out of here quick or else we're not going to be able to get out of the blast radius in time. And he's like, okay, I'll get you there quick. And so he runs with Ben to this area and they end up seeing the younger or yeah, the small guy, yeah. small bad guy. And they're shooting. He's like, okay, you go and I'll be following right behind you. And I'm going to lay down some cover for you. So he lays down cover for her. She runs and she gets onto the submarine and they are like, we got to leave. And they leave without him. And so he's left on the thing all alone. There's no more transports. They're all gone. It really is like, this is the end. He's all alone. And so this is a, you know, he's already used the saline actually to like kind of get away from someone. He like closed the door real quick using the yeah. saline. So I already know he can do this kind of stuff. Yeah. The but doors he, it like closed before to prevent all the water. He figured out somehow if you just spray saline on it, it'll have the same effect and shut like the, the door automatically. Yeah. And so he kind of tricks these bad guys by throwing the key out to stop the meltdown. And like the younger guy, he's like, go get it. And the younger guy goes and he like stretches out through this thing and gets chopped in half when he sprays some saline solution on mm-hmm. him. He and didn't actually kill anybody with a gun other than the very beginning. He didn't he even did not. need any of these guns. You're right. And so then uh, he's waiting for him. He gets the guy's uh, um, gun from his half chopped in half body or whatever mm-hmm. and the thing opens back up and he shoots the other guy and you're like whoa he just like shot all the bad guys in like short a short time like how yeah. crazy is that and then we see though when he leaves we see that one bad guy open his eyes real quick and you're like oh shit he's Bulletproof a vest. he's a fucking zombie yeah. <laughs> and you're like oh wait it could also be something more reasonable than that but I'm i wish sure it was a zombie, zombie. <laughs> pretty cool and then probably the zombie with a bulletproof chest uh, vest because you don't want to still don't get a shot i mean it hurts right. even if you're a zombie i would think so you want to wear that vest yeah and so then he goes to try to stop the meltdown and he's like, cool, time to stop this meltdown. And he just turns it. He's like, definitely stopping. And then it's like, nope, didn't work. It's still melting down. He's like, oh shit. <laughs> and I was like, wait, but that submarine transport said that if they didn't leave now, they wouldn't be able to get out of the blast radius in time. Yeah. So he's fucked. He's dead. He is. So anyways, he decides to run. He's like, okay, I got to get out of here. So he runs to this place where you can get into like one of those mining suits that they've shown. Yep. And... He beats the shit out of the bad guy. So the bad guy seems to beat beat him up a bunch. And yeah. then he just like- He's he like, pulls out a police baton and yeah. goes to town on he's him. He's just like, nope, and beats him up and uh, shoves him away, gets into this thing. And the guy's like, no. And Dean Kane drops out of the bottom of the mining thing at, in like the suit and just starts falling, 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 falling. I thought for sure what they should have done is him take the Xyloban. He's like, okay. You know, got to survive in this deep depths. He's like, take the Zalaban to save himself. But no, he just is able to, he falls for a while and then the whole place explodes. And despite not being out of the blast radius, he's totally fine in this little suit. And then despite not being out of the blast radius, one of those submersibles they talked about with the guys like friends comes and finds him and saves him. And they didn't seem to have a problem with the blast radius either, even though the other submarine said they should. And then the end, because that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Really weird. It's a crazy movie, and it's one of my favorite movies I've ever watched, so it's great. Wow. Uh, Let's go ahead and start with your review, then. My review? Yeah. Okay. I am very prepared for this. So, what did I give Agent Rad? I think it was a one. Yeah. I believe, because then I was like, oh, shit, I gave a zero. I have to give a zero zero to Stinger. This is better. To me, this is better than Agent Rad. I think it's funnier. I think it's weirder. I think it's got weird stuff going on, almost like what happens with bad movies like The Room, where you watch it and you're like, oh, I think I'm seeing like this guy's inner 
turmoil and like things that have happened in his life that he's decided to put to screen and kind of air out, Yeah, you know, on in like a movie format. And I feel like there were scenes in this where I felt the same way, where they were just like so weird with like, and I was with this woman when my like wife and, you know, daughter or son or whatever got killed. And it's like, what a weird thing to have your main character do. <laughs> like, right. Oh, uh, is this, am I seeing into your mind? Like what, why is this the case? And there's a case where he, like Niles is like just being like an okay person. And he's like, fuck you. And I'm like, did you have an employee that you didn't like or something or someone that worked for you at some point? Like right. it really is one of those films where you can start to like try to analyze who made it and being, is this a reflection of what you are? Cause I feel like a lot of bad movies are like ego trips, kind of like whoever created it. It's like something that they really care about and make. And I saw it in there. And there's a lot of things to laugh at. I had a, a good time. I, I had an enjoyable time watching it. It is a piece of shit, so I can't give it too high. But I'm going to give it a two and a half. Oh, after all that, you're only going to go two and a half. Yes, because I'm trying to think, what did I give Mr. Limpet? I don't know. I think I feel a like I gave it a three. Uh, you gave it a four. I gave it a four, and I gave this one a three and a half just before Mr. Limpet level. Because Mr. Limpet, I feel like it's like disappointed by something that's not not trash. This is like trash that I wasn't disappointed by. You also you gave Steel Sharks a 3.5. I gave it a three and a half? Yeah, for reference. Oh, so this is definitely a three and a half. Yeah, it's not okay. the same level as Steel Sharks for me. So three and a half. Okay. Yep. Alex, how about you? Okay, I hated this movie. <laughs> I, I I actually sat through and watched all of it, unlike the last one where I stopped halfway through because I thought it was bad. Um, uh, first off, not a lot of submarine action, so it's kind of disappointing no, that. That's true. Um, Good point. The editing I thought was really bad. I, I, we've already touched on this a couple times. The time. <laughs> it doesn't even matter that they kept throwing it on the screen but then like they would they did say that, they did that in, in, in enemy hands they did the same thing where they just kept on telling you where you were it was like longitude and latitude and it's right. just like i don't what yeah. oh, this is meaningless to me <laughs> right. i would rather know how far deep they are at that point whether it's just one or two meters different i wouldn't care but <laughs> like the thing is like they would say it's like 10:45 p.m. or a.m. or whatever and then he goes and talk and then he goes and talks to the doctor and the doctor's clock says like 12:05 it wasn't even the same time yeah so it should have been it should have been like time till whatever time till transport arrives yeah be like a countdown clock yeah, and then that, time that, till meltdown yeah that would that would have made more sense yeah, yeah i'd like that and then you can obviously tell that I thought the set was really bad cuz they did a lot of walking around these same corridors yeah yes. and you see this a lot in like TV shows where they're just walking around aimlessly in halls. So they just make three left turns and then go down the same hall they first started in. I, yeah. I kept noticing that kind of stuff. It was just really annoying to me. So uh, overall, I didn't like it. I gave – what was the worst movie? I <laughs> I didn't even watch Stinger, but I figured that would be the worst. I got the scores pulled up Agent here. Agent Red is 0.69. And you gave Blow a 0.7. Yeah, I gave Blow a 0.7. I kind of want to pit – Put this right in between both of them. So point six nine five. Perfect. <laughs> I will say I do want to. <laughs> I do want to agree with you on the set thing. But I, I, you know, there's there's um, you know, mockbusters movies that try to like make money off of other movie bigger movies that come out. And there's one called Transmorphers that released when Transformers came out. And that one, the sets really remind me of Transmorphers. And Transmorphers is one of the saddest things I've ever watched in my life. It just made it made me sad to watch. I was like, oh, oh, oh god. <laughs> Maybe we'll watch that one for next week. No, because there's no submarines in it. Brom, how about you, man? 
I'll, I'll keep it pretty quick. I uh, seeing the <clears throat> or rather hearing the name of it, and then uh, some of the evidence here. I thought it was going to be like an alien, you know, movie again. Yeah, I thought it's so too. More sci-fi. Uh, you know, you had the the spirit walking through the water and the guy getting like his throat slashed or whatever, and then you had the uh, the crazy excavation where they found the uh, slimy glowing goo. I was thinking it was going to build up to some uh, uh, supernatural phenomena. Instead, it was very terrestrial. It was just kind of a reve- revenge porn where the guys. Coming back to get the cop that killed his brother, and I'm not sure you know what that means. <laughs> Revenge porn. <laughs> no, I do. I do. Uh, we 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 used the term earlier with uh, which movie was that? Revenge porn. We were always teasing. If you like revenge porn, I forget. I forget which one it was. I don't know. It was one of the, uh, we. I tweeted it, but uh, regardless, uh, this one uh, fell flat. It was it was lousy movie with lousy acting and. and Kind of a lot of plot holes and poor story. I'm going to give it a two. Very nice. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll, I'll continue on here. Like you mentioned, Brom, I thought this was going to be some kind of sci-fi type thing, especially with the ghost flashing and the green goo. I would have really enjoyed to see something kind of like the abyss. To me, this is the poor man's abyss um, without aliens, if that even works <laughs> uh, um, it did remind me some of the abyss yeah. yeah uh some of the stuff was downright funny when you're watching it that kazoo scene <laughs> like you text me about that and i thought all right is it really going to be like that prominent <laughs> it definitely is yeah uh especially when like you mentioned jamie he's like just do your pilot shit do your pilot shit i uh, just to tell the listeners it is 5 32 um central time right Ooh. now Scandalous. Yep. Six thirty-two uh, Eastern time. Mm-hmm. There we go. So for me, it was like there have been movies that I've been just getting through. This one, I was like, okay, I can semi-watch this one. It's got some funny stuff. It's not good, no, but it's watchable. So I'm gonna go with a two point seven five. Very nice. I thought you were gonna throw a six out there for a second. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a seven or a 12. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what what did you find on this one? Oh, yeah. So we were looking up with the definition of revenge porn. I know it was a joke, uh, Murphy's but... War was the one that I called a revenge porn. Well, that's uh-huh. a revenge porn is a nude photograph or video, which is publicly shared online for the purpose of spiteful humiliation. So I guess, yes, this, does, this is revenge porn against Dean Cain, probably, because <laughs> it was released <laughs> as revenge <laughs> for something he has done. We just don't know. Yes. Uh, I forgot uh, there, so, there was one scene I really really hated and it was the one <laughs> I forgot to mention this where Miles is quitting or, or was his name Niles sorry Niles, yeah. I, Niles. I thought it was Miles too when I watched it I thought I kept calling him when, Miles when they go to that back room and they start talking and I thought they were going to come up with a sweet plan and then he just ends up quitting and Dean Kane gets all pissed off at him but in the background like this stuff just triggers me when I'm watching movies. There's a little red flashing light, like it keeps going back and forth, and then the next shot it would show Dean Kane talking, and it switches to green, and then back to red <laughs> out of nowhere, and then for a couple of the shots the light just wasn't even on. Like it was just that bad. Whoever was editing this was clearly blind and did not know what the hell they were doing, and it ticked me off. And then on top of it, he just storms out of the room. 
I, I think we mentioned this before. I thought he was going to come back and try to help or do something. Yeah. But he I just thought he was going to at least have some kind of payoff. It's the same thing with the, with the conspiracy as a whole. Like the conspiracy as a whole has no payoff. Everyone involved basically dies. He won't really be able to get anyone in trouble. There's the evidence is virtually gone. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's just totally destroyed. <laughs> yeah. Anything or any wrongdoing there. He's there. No one's going to get their comeuppance. He's not going to be able to do anything with it. It's just like such a funny little thing. It has no payoff at all for this yeah. conspiracy. Yeah. It's supposed to be a vast conspiracy against him for no reason because he was leaving that day, literally <laughs> exactly. that day. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. Why? This plot makes no sense. Yeah. All, All right. right. So I just wanted to get that out there. So, <laughs> so I'm going to be doing trivia. Now, I will be open to our listeners. There was no trivia for this movie. So I had to reach <laughs> a little bit. And so you'll see, see, see kind of how I did that. Uh, so I'm going to start with one that's, you know, kind of trivia. It comes from the credits. It was dedicated to a woman named Janine Clark. She was one of the producers. Um, and she died in 2001 in an automobile accident in Sofia, Bulgaria. And that's actually where this was being filmed along with two other films. So she was working on three films at the same time, all being filmed in Sofia, Bulgaria, and was killed um, in an automobile accident. So they dedicated to her. Hmm. It actually also is probably most of the, a lot of the actors probably were Bulgarian, or as I said, Eastern European or whatever. It's all, oh, being, it's all being filmed in Bulgaria. That would make so. more sense. Okay. So a whole bunch of places talk about this, whole bunch being the few places that actually talk about this movie in any capacity, but they talk about it as a ripoff of Sean, the Sean Connery film Outland. Ever heard anyone watch that? Nope. Yeah, no. no, see, but okay. Before I get to the, the synopsis first, Sean Connery impressions, go. You're out of your mind, dude. I can't see Oh, that. that was great. It was like Sean Connery was in the room. <laughs> you're out of your mind. That's like Sean Connery. You're the you're the dog man now, dog, right? Suck it, Trebek. Yeah, and like uh, <laughs> rock. It's a, welcome to the rock. Well, what's the, the difference between a mallard and a goose? I forget how the rest of the joke goes, but your mother's a whore. <laughs> so okay, See, second. We haven't Here's made the... it this far, but I was gonna say one ping only. Oh yeah, that's right. We haven't watched that one yet. Uh, I haven't watched that one yet. All right. Okay, so second, let's look at the plot summary. Okay, an honest marshal in a corrupt mining colony on Io. Jupiter's sunless third moon, who is determined to confront a violent drug ring, even though it may cost him his life. After his wife angrily deserts him, he waits alone for the arrival of killers hired by the company to eliminate him. Futuristic remake of High Noon. All right, so it's actually a remake of High Noon. So let me talk about High Noon. I've got to go through that synopsis too. Okay, so before we get to that though, uh, that was starring Gary Cooper. So first, Gary Cooper impressions. What do we got? I'm Gary Cooper. (laughs) I'm Gary Cooper. That was good, right? Yo, you guys know me. I'm Gary Cooper. What's up? That was good. That was what good you too. talking about, Willis? Gary Cooper. <laughs> the wrong Gary, I think. Uh, and so let's look at the plot summary. Former Marshal Will Kane is preparing to leave the small town of Hadleyville, New Mexico with his new bride, Amy, when he learns that local criminal Frank Miller has been sent, set free and is coming to seek revenge on the Marshal who turned him in. When he starts recruiting deputies to fight Miller, Kane is discouraged to find that the people of Hadleyville turn cowardly when the time comes for a showdown, and he must face Miller and his cronies alone. So these are both basically the exact same plot of this film, except you're basically stepping down in quality. So you go from High Noon, which is like a classic, down to Outland, which we hadn't heard about, but sounds actually kind of fun. And then Dark Descent, which is a power I'm going to look for Outland right now. Okay. All right. So this is called Descent into Darkness on IMDb. Um, But I can't find that name anywhere. (laughs) Like this was clearly produced as um, Dark Descent and uh, released as that on the DVD. So I'm not sure where IMDb gets that name. 
Anyways, also, IMDb has the main character credited as Murdoch, M-U-R-D-O-C-K, yet his name is clearly M-U-R-D-A-C-K on his uniform. So IMDb, <laughs> get your shit together, okay? Fuck you guys. All right, so this is the only directing venture by a guy named Daniel Nauf, although for whatever reason he chose to be credited as Wilford Schmidt for this film. <laughs> Probably want his name attached to this. Probably took his name with the project, is my guess. He is primarily involved in TV, including the being the executive producer for shows like The Blacklist Love and it. Carnival. Really? Yeah. Blacklist is really good. And then the real oomph for this film, though, comes from writer and producer Philip J. Roth. His filmography is extensive and mostly consists of low-budget sci-fi films. Uh, we should also just have his podcast instead of this one where we just watch all his films because they sound hilarious. Here's an example. Apex stands for Advanced Prototype Exploration Unit. In post-apocalyptic post, post war-torn 2073, a scientist from another timeline must help a resistance group stop the army of indestructible Apex Terminator robots he, he'd mistakenly created, even if it means risking erasing himself from existence. Hmm... <laughs> I'm not sure this producer's making original content. Yeah. Giving <laughs> the word Terminator he, in there. He made this one an Apex about a Terminator robot. Like yeah. I feel like he's just ripping off stuff. Yeah. So it's pretty funny. And then finally, you know, basically for a film that had no trivia, I got a lot of trivia together. Yeah. <laughs> Dean Kane is obviously famous for Lois and Clark. Terry Hatcher is Lois in that series. Now, she's probably best known at this point for that and uh, Desperate Housewives. But she was also one of many actors that appeared on the show Seinfeld before gaining wider fame. So she was the one who they couldn't fig- he couldn't figure out whether she had fake breasts or not. And then at the end, she goes, oh, and by the way, they're real and they're fabulous. And she leaves. Anyways, uh, who else who also appeared in Seinfeld early in their careers would have been good in this movie? What about Jeremy Piven? Oh, Jeremy Piven. Got to look him up. I'm not new. What's that? I gotta look him up. How do you spell that? You don't know who Jeremy Piven Jeremy is? Jeremy Piven? Entourage? Of Entourage fame? I'd put He's Jeremy like- Piven as um, Evan. Uh, that's not bad. Yeah. I, I feel like it could be Niles because he can come. He, he, he can definitely do a dickish thing where he could have been like a real dickish Niles. Yeah, or he could have been. The, he could have been also the uh, manager of the whole thing. The guy well, they need an older guy for that. Yeah, that guy sucked. He was a terrible actor. <laughs> he was really, he was really, really, really bad, bad. Really bad. He was, he was supposed to be telling jokes. He was supposed to be like a funny character. I'm like, you are not funny because you're like we stumbling over your that. lines. All right. Brian Cranston. What about Brian Cranston? I Doctor. put Brian Cranston as the guy we just talked about. Uh, running the mining. Running the mining. Okay. That's not pretty good. What or about- Pet- Dr. Petro. Oh, the doctor would have been a good one too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What about Rob Schneider? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's your Evans right there. I think that's Niles. He's like kind of a dick. He's like he wants he wants to go go up in the world, but you're like, come on, you're Rob Schneider. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> I want to be a leading than, actor. He's, well, he's richer than I'll ever terrible. be. So whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what about Deborah Messing, of Will and Grace fame? To give uh, Tokyo Rose. Oh, good one. That's a good one. And also, that is totally sexist. I would think she's been because she's hot and take out her boobies. <laughs> That's not sexist she, at she, all. Does, she does not have <laughs> boobies. That is very sexist of me to say, but she is very flat. All right. She's also a beautiful woman, a beautiful older woman, and I I think you can do whatever you want that from missing. Uh, and you should be paid exactly the same as all your male co-stars. And probably more. Actually, more for the new Will and Grace, probably. Hmm. 
Uh, okay, and finally, appearing many times on fi- Seinfeld, Ed Harris. Well, that's your Dean Kane, right? Yeah, there. that D- is your one hundred percent Dean Kane. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's he's definitely a marshal, not going to take shit from nobody. Right. He's going to be like, get out of here, and he'd probably be one of those cases where like he has to hide in like the vents or whatever to get away from the bad guys. He's like, got to grease myself up, and he pours some grease all over him and slides right in there, and he's just slip sliding all over yeah. in the vents and stuff like that, and you're like, ooh. I'm loving this movie. Slides way too fast and busts out a vent <laughs> onto somebody. I'm like, yeah. it's a 12-inch sub right here. I'm enjoying this film, right, guys? Or he could have been, if you would have left Dean Kane in there, he could have been the marshal who was coming down to assist and like is just a regular gunslinger. Yeah. And then he just lays everybody to waste. And and also shoots Dean Kane because he's useless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> would would he Enjoy be wearing the same outfit as what Dean Kane wore in this? That annoying oh, no. that he would bubble be that vest collar thing. that goes up past his ears. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, he'd be he'd be wearing a full cowboy suit. So he'd have like a cowboy hat, and he'd be like it'd be like him in Appaloosa or something like that. That'd be awesome. I'm the Marshal, y'all. Ed Harris. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and so we're gonna do a quick Phantom Zone because this actually turned to be out to be shockingly easy. Engage the Phantom. Phantom's engaged, sir. So, somehow, shock, uh, Scott Wiper, who was Niles, is mm-hmm. in a grand total of seven films as an actor. One of those is Pearl Harbor, which is part of the cycle, <laughs> which <laughs> immediately has Billy Fickner in it. We could just go straight <laughs> to Phantom. I don't know how that happened. It's crazy. So, I don't know. But He's also, only in seven movies. Yeah, seven total as an actor. And then weirdly, the guy who played Vlad, the bad guy, was also in the Steven Seagal film Submerged. No way. Yeah, and Seagal was also part of that big cycle in Under Siege. So he can jump straight into that one and, and go from there back really? to, to, the, uh, to uh, Phantom as well. So this is like a cheapo Dean Cain film. And yet I was able to get back to Phantom like multiple ways. I didn't even try that hard. I could have probably found more ways to get back. Yeah. So fuck you, Stinger. Like you can't even f- have one person other than someone in like the visual effects. <laughs> Nothing. That's it. <laughs> Stinger's the worst. Yes. It's the moral of every story. Every episode, the moral of the story is Stinger's the worst. So. Agreed. All right. All righty. It's time. It's. It's. Sub. 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 World. Wide. 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 So, as we mentioned, this movie takes place at the bottom of the Marianas Trench. Does it? Yeah, maybe. Okay. Uh, this is our last, you know, submersible month episode. Thank God we're getting back into normal sub stuff. How long was a submersible month? It seemed like it was very like, long. Like, like seven weeks or something? <laughs> yes. We're on one of those moons in Interstellar or some right. stuff like that. I, uh, uh, the third seven third, weeks, moon of two submersible movies, you know, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, um, I'm going to talk about the Deep Sea Challenger that actually went to the bottom of the Marianas Trench. Woo. And who is it piloted by, you guys know? Oh, I know, but I'm not going to say it. Nope. Any guesses, don't Brown? I, no, don't know. No. I'm going to give you a hint. We watched one of his films. He was the director. Oh, um, Steven Spielberg. Perfect. It was Steven Spielberg. No, it was James Cameron. James Cameron. (laughs) So this thing was designed to reach Challenger Deep, the deepest known point on Earth. James Cameron dove down to the bottom March 26, 2012. He reached the uh, floor in two hours, 36 minutes. It's the fourth dive to ever reach Challenger Deep, the second man dive, and the first solo dive. 
and the first dive to actually spend a lot of time down there. I think it was down there for three-ish hours. You might be asking, well, Kyle, how deep is Challenger Deep? How, how deep is Challenger Deep? <laughs> well, Jamie, it's very deep. 6.77 miles down or 35,756 feet. Wow. Yes. Woo! That's, that's like, darn deep. how many Everest could you fit into that? I don't know. I think it's uh, just less than two or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> anything, something like that. Whatever. All right. 1.75? 1, 1. I don't know. Something yeah. Like that. So this thing was uh, donated to a place that I'd mentioned before, Woods Hole Oceanographic eh, Institute. Love it. In July of 2015, though, it was being transported by a truck, and the truck carrying it ended up catching fire because there was some kind of malfunction with its brakes. So mm-hmm. the submersible was damaged. Had one of those new Samsung phones. There yeah. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> I used to have one of those. I loved that phone. And um, it was in 2016, it was moved to California for repairs. So, oh, so is it still going on undergoing repairs now, would you say? Oh, well, it says online that it's active. Oh. So I don't know like how many dives you use this thing for. I don't know what you really do with it other than say we went to the bottom. But the length of this thing, 24 foot long, uses an electric motor, has 12 thrusters on it. You can cruise along at three knots or you have an endurance of 56 hours. When they did the test depth, it was... Says it goes to thirty six thousand feet, but if the deepest point on Earth is thirty five thousand feet, I don't know what's going on. There. <laughs> I don't know. How that works. Um, and the pilot sphere, like the little area you're in, is only forty three inches around. Oh my god! So you gotta you gotta be okay with tight spaces. So I have a question for you. Yeah. If they came to you right now and they said, "Kyle, you are a podcast superstar. You are you have legions of fans clamoring for your." you know, insight on submarine culture and submarines and how they work. Mm-hmm. We're going to give you the next dive down to Challenger Deep. I would be on a plane in an hour and a half. So you would do it? Oh, yeah. You would actually do it? Oh, yeah. I would 100% not do that. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Uh, I would probably go insane and then it would malfunction and I'd die and I would not want to You'd actually... have pressure-induced psychosis. Probably. Hmm. So I would, but I would you're only in a, you only got a little tiny area. You can't really move around too much in I there. think the big thing is I'm a coward. So mm. I would do it, do it. And then I'd have a really good in with James Cameron. And then I could bring him on the show. Be like, oh, hey, we're both Challenger Deep divers. What's up? He'd be like. He's like, oh, that's weird. Oh, that's, I, I don't know what you're talking about there. Oh, yeah. yeah. I looked at the logs <laughs> and it seems like I actually went two feet lower than you. So fuck you. How about that? I'd be down there with like, I'd have a little shovel attachment like, on there uh, digging down. We do have some Tim Hortons. He's like, ooh, some Tim Hortons, eh? <laughs> Maple syrup. <laughs> Beavers. Oh, you all check the hockey game there? Uh? Yeah. Oh, Minnesota. <laughs> the Wild playing? You're like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to probably. get a Mountie Escort back to my house. <laughs> ah, sorry, Canada. <laughs> uh, we apologize. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Okay. Mustard Man, you got any awesome news for us? <sighs> well, it's kind of a slow week at sub news. <laughs> um, there was a news article that have came out that there was an incident that happened on January 12th. So, what is that? Over seven months ago? <laughs> okay. We'll take it. <laughs> so, <laughs> but the article just came out yesterday, I guess, uh, from a Freedom of Information Act inquiry. Uh, oh, somehow it's. Somehow a Navy guy on a submarine shot himself with a gun <laughs> and 
took him seven hours to get him off the sub and then to help. <laughs> wait, oh was, wait, where was this? Uh, do they say? I. They don't say because there was that there was a thing that happened a bunch of months back where they said they had to get someone off their hand. Right, but do you think do you think that was a cover for what they're talking about here? As they shot himself with a gun instead Mm -hmm. of actually getting caught something, his hand caught in something. Because it was a similar story where they had to get him off real quick and they had to surface like near Spain or something, right? Yeah. No, this this one happened close to the states because they they got him back to. According to this, Fort Trumbull, which is someplace in Connecticut. Oh, Oh, okay. But still took seven hours, I guess. So, uh, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. Sounds like the Navy's doing some shady stuff because he was removed from the list of people allowed to hold a gun on a submarine. And then he got put back on and then taken off. And then he ended up getting shot or that he shot himself. But they're not saying it wasn't a suicide attempt. I don't know. Sounds all very interesting. They have a list of people who are allowed to have guns on there. Like, okay, captain, obviously. He's got that gun in that pants, but he's also got to have the gun in his hand. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, okay, two. Uh, military police check. Okay, great. They're like three, uh, general sharpshooter and gun enthusiast. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> gun enthusiast. It's like, oh, cool. I'm the guy I need. I can have his gun. And he just yeah. keeps on swinging around like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Go, put that away. Like, you should really put the safety on at least. He's got a revolver and he's just, <laughs> look at all these spin tricks I can do. He's like, oh, did you have a safety on? Like, safeties are for bitches. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> I can't imagine how loud that is, man. Yeah. Firing a gun in they a They said sub. they found him in the torpedo. They said he was in the torpedo room. So like, he was that, in the torpedo I feel like that's a pretty dangerous place. It's probably like we, should, yeah. we should really think about this when we put Brahm in there. We should make sure to take away his guns. Because yes. we don't want any accidents happening. <laughs> Just, I'm so bored. Oh, I'm going to take out my gun. Yeah. <laughs> See how fast I can spin it. Yeah. Oh, I can spin it real fast. Yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. Um, and then just another quick little fun story. Like I said, it's been a pretty slow week with sub news from what I can tell. But uh, uh, have you guys heard of the Nintendo Switch? I take of it course. you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have something called Nintendo Labo, which is uh, like for laboratories. You could make a whole bunch of different stuff and music. And they've got a new one coming out here where it'll let certain players captain airplanes, cars, and submarines. No. So, it, yep. So for 70 bucks, it looks like you'll be able to hop on the switch and go underwater and be a captain of a sub. With I it. don't have one so, yet, but, uh, it might've just sold me. I, yep. Exactly. So if anyone out there listening is on the fence about getting one, here's your time. Good. Does this, uh, coming out September 14th. When is this July? So depends when you're listening to this. Uh, September it's actually 5.52 PM uh, central time. Oh, thank yep. you. Yes, six fifty-two okay, here. There we go. Yep. Three fifty-two Pacific right. time. Yep. Um, so, I also want to jump. I want to jump go. in a little bit and just say that there was two trailers released this week for films that feature submarines coming oh, out. Oh yeah! First one was Aquaman. Ooh. You can see in the Aquaman trailer him uh, not only being on a submarine or maybe a submersible. <laughs> not sure. We have to really do the inve- deep investigation of that. Mm-hmm. But there's clearly something where he enters a submarine. Uh, at one point to kind of fight bad guys. So we're going to have a bunch of sub action in that Aquaman film. And then new poster and trailer dropped for the Gerard Butler Hunter Killer. Looks like a straight up action film from the makers of Olympus Has Fallen. It looks crazy. It does. It looks awesome. And terrible and at the same time. And I can't wait for yeah. it to be a perfect crossover episode for BatMovieTwins.com where we do Hunter Killer. And we're also doing it on this one. And we can just go to town on it. Dude, wait till that wins Best Picture. It will Best not. be awful. Best that, soundtrack. No, that would be ama- I would that would be amazing. Like imagine if it comes out and they're like, this is actually really good. And it's like, there's Gerard Butler, Oscar Buzz right now. Hunter <laughs> Killer, you should see him. It's the nuance. <laughs> it's gonna be it's going to be one of my beer and wings films. 100%. You say that now. 
but wait till you watch it and you're just blown away. You're like, okay, fuck these good. wings, fuck this beer, because I got to be sober, Alex is excited. focused. <laughs> I'm excited for that. We also I mean, got the got... Meg coming out oh, in a couple weeks. Out? Yeah, and I, you know, what's so funny is my my wife never likes to go to movies. Never, never, never. She barely watches movies at all. Mm-hmm. I watch a movie, I show her movies, and she'll be like, "This is boring." And there's like so occasionally she's like, "I actually kind of like that." And like so, she's very particular in exact tastes. One of those tastes is shark movies. Like she loved The Shallows, and she loved like whatever those other ones that come out. And she saw a preview for the Meg and has been multiple times to said, like, we're going to the Meg. And I'm like, this is so weird. I love this. <laughs> it's like the one genre you love is like sharks. Yeah. Films. Where'd she land on uh, Piranha 3D? I don't think she saw that one. And she probably would think it was too crude. The other thing is we watched a little bit of Jaws when it was uh, July 4th because they show it all the time on TV. And she was like, this is boring. And we were just like, okay, we'll change your channel. That's it. Gosh, so you think that would be like right in her wheelhouse, man. Well, the top, I think the, the problem is just too slow now, right? It's just not the same type no. of thing. Like the shallows really is just like nonstop kind of like action. Mm. Yeah, with a little heart. And I think the Meg will be that way too. J- Jason Statham probably is like, oh man, I'm missing my daughter. And he probably looks at a picture and he's like, oh man, I really miss you. Perfect Jason Statham impression. You're welcome, guys. Sounded just like him. <laughs> man, I can't wait. See that in IMAX. Woo! I hope it's really Ooh. badly reviewed, but I'll still go see it. Oh, God. That'd be the best. I'm seeing it no matter what. Yeah, exactly. All right. Mr. Brom. That's me. <laughs> oh, that's his catchphrase. Uh, that's his catchphrase. Yeah. That's me. <laughs> Is um, what tube's ready to fire? Tube three, ready to fire, sir. <laughs> <laughs> now do we have to hear that twice? Tube three, ready to fire, sir. Commence the countdown. Give it to me. Well, this week, uh, a little quick fact for you guys. I don't know if you know this, but uh, big fan of Dean Kane. Uh, growing up, uh, yes. my family, we we would all sort of call him Ed Harris Jr. Ooh. <laughs> And That's a Zach fact right there. <laughs> uh, so this week, I uh, you know we saw uh, him probably at at some of his worst. You know we're gonna we're gonna give him a pass on this. Every actor you know signs on to a bad project every once in a while, but he had some uh, he had some real gems uh, across his uh, prolific acting career. Uh, so these are my top five Dean Cain films. Oh, I love this. All right, so let's start with number five. Uh, number five is going to be uh, the family hit, The Dog Who Saved Easter. Ooh. Uh, IMD. Now, spoiler alert. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Did the dog uh, save Easter in the end? Uh, he did, in fact, save oh. Easter. There, right. There's not really any major plot twists in this one. Okay. Uh, IMDb score of uh, 3.8. Uh, pretty respectable. When was that made? Do you know? Uh, yes, it was a 2014 film. Um, it's Easter, and everyone's favorite canine is back. The Bannister family are heading out on a family cruise and sending Zeus to doggy daycare. Everything is going Ooh. according to plan until the daycare's crosstown rival here. Cro- pardon me, crosstown rival hires a trio of crooks to sabotage <laughs> the fledgling business. Zeus will Jesus make Christ. some new friends and new enemies as he uses all his tricks to save the daycare and Easter. Oh Jesus Christ. That sounds like the most contrived garbage plot I've ever heard. <laughs> it's amazing. Number four, uh, 
this one you guys might have seen uh, as well. Very popular film, uh, The Dog Who Saved Halloween. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is a 2011 uh, film uh, scoring a 4.3 on IMDb. Uh, pretty much, uh, I'm not, I, don't, I don't even know if I need to re- read the whole plot synopsis. Just change out uh, <laughs> Easter for Halloween and you've got the- Wait, is he also in doggy daycare in that one? Uh, there's no doggy daycare in this one. Okay. Um, are there still people trying to sabotage something? <laughs> it is a, it's a haunted house this time. Oh, they're trying to sabotage a haunted Ooh. house? Yes, they get trapped in the spooky house and only Zeus is left to save Halloween. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to say, just to, just like a open free market kind of thing, like one hollow, uh, one haunted house going down is not going to ruin Halloween. I mean, there's probably a bunch of competitors and like- you know, even if it went down totally, the free market would say that a new one would come in. I think this was a real point. haunted house. Like, oh, I think that's okay. like a story. That case, it's, like a, it's a truly a spooky tougher. house a tougher. with ghosts. Because it is it is tough to get those ghosts in. They have a really good union and it's hard to like be able to, you know, pay them adequate wages while also maintaining that sliver of uh, profitability, you know? I, I, I have heard all of that in yeah. my uh, – I am news. pro-union, though. I don't want to <laughs> throw things off for our listeners. I am pro-union. So there we go. Very pro-union, very pro-woman, it sounds like. Yes, for sure, 100%. <laughs> Number three, The Dog Who Saved Christmas, oh. 2009, uh, 4.7 IMDb score. We're going up. Scores are just now, none of these right features. Up. None of these feature submarines, right? Uh, does not feature a submarine, unfortunately. Does feature Mario Lopez, though. Okay, so I, I think this probably will have to fit in as a submersible episode <laughs> <laughs> when we watch all these films. Yeah, uh, hopefully he saves like a like a beach vacation, and uh, they were touring like a submarine, and the submarine like detaches from dock, and he has to save the family or something like that. That could be in the works. I think we should. I, it's in the itself. works now because yeah. I'm because I'm working on it. So, um, number two is. Uh, okay, so number three was the dog who saved Christmas. Number two is the dog who saved Christmas vacation. Oh, <laughs> you got to save both. If you're going to save one, you got to save the other. Right. Uh, so 4.3. That seems like, <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> it seems like they were really stretching just for that buck. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know. Have you watched s- it? I don't want to slander their name and say they were really just like trying to get a buck out of parents or yeah. whatever, but that sounds like they were maybe stretching this, for it. This literally uh, came yeah. out the year after The Dog Who Saved Christmas. Mm. Um, let's see if there's anything here juicy. Uh, looks like they are at a beautiful Rocky Mountain resort in this one. Are, are people trying to sabotage the resort? There is a, a familiar pair of bumbling jewel thieves. Uh, and the holiday may be headed downhill fast. Can Zeus solve the crime, save Bella, and hit the, hit the slopes all in time for Christmas Day? That's you know what that is my aspect. Me and me and Kyle need to somehow be cast as bumbling jewel thieves in some you know kids series or whatever. Yes. and then we just like get paychecks <laughs> all day long from being bumbling jewel thieves. I feel like we'd be pretty good at it. We could be. You'd be kind of like, be like, oh man, and I'd be like, oh man. <laughs> That'd be our catchphrase. Yeah, oh, man. Man. oh man. Oh boy, howdy. <laughs> Yeah. Oh boy, howdy! <laughs> oh boy, duty! <laughs> Laugh track. Oh boy, oh boy! Yeah. All right. I sure do hope this dog doesn't ruin my day as a jewel thief. <laughs> He'll never get us, Jamie. We're the best. Will we be? Oh the, man! The Bone Bandits. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Bone. <laughs> writing itself. <laughs> clack, 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 clack. The Boner Champs. <laughs> 
Uh, I do Alrighty. have an honorable Red mention tonight before I go to get oh. to number one. Our honorable mention is going to be the dog who saved the holidays. Right. We saw that Ooh. one as we were looking through the IMDb. Uh, scored a 5.0, came out in 2012. Uh, had our uh, familiar bumbling thieves in that one. Uh, but number one is the dog who saved summer. I saw we saw oh, that we were going to mention that in the very beginning yeah. of it. Although we, we have some other ones that we've seen that we want to give some honorable mentions to as well. Uh, okay, I, I, I uh, probably anyways, should have just yes. called an audible and made number one just like an actual movie, like the uh, one with <laughs> Denzel or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the do- the dog who saved summer is that one about bumbling jewel thieves or is the jewel thieves in that one as well? I don't know. Let's see what we got here. Um, wow, very long. Uh, yeah, it's way too long. So we're gonna we're gonna skip that. Oh, yep. The trio of bumbling thieves is back. <laughs> oh, good. There's <laughs> oh. that opening. So we just have to kill those actors and then we can take their place. Great. Perfect. Um, but yeah, we wanted to mention at least, at the very least, uh, the, the three dog. What is it? The three three dogateers. Three dogateers, um, which is a, a play on three musketeers for all you non literary people out there. <laughs> um, that seemed like it was pretty hilarious. And then coming coming out soon. Was Andy the talking uh, hedgehog? Starring the plot is unknown at this time. <laughs> it's unknown at this time. <laughs> what so could the plot out. be? I don't even know. Andy the talking hedgehog. What could it be about? There are movies Tara that are Reed out. and Dean Cain. Oh, yeah, Tara Reed and Dean Cain. Although Tara Reed plays the fairy BFF. Cool. That's sounds awful. I actually, just that just made me really sad. <laughs> oh god. Right. He's in a movie called Baby Bulldog. Where he's a judge. He really does a lot with animals. There's a lot of dog movies here. There's a lot of animal stuff. Oh, well. Yep. It looks like he is, uh, you know, he was on his way up with uh, Lois and Clark and then- uh, Horse just camp. Has, just continued- <laughs> Horse camp. Has <laughs> 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 just continued that dra- trajectory. Just up, up, up. Never stopping. When Kathy arrives at horse camp, she realizes she must deal with Stacy, the resident mean girl. Oh, no. As competition heats up, Kathy learns to recognize the true value of real friendship. And that friendship is with Dean Kane. Weird. Horse camp. <laughs> horse camp. Horse camp. Rated R. <laughs> All righty. <laughs> so, we got any, uh, got anything else? I got some Zach facts. Any Zach facts for anyone? Uh, nope. I no, so. the uh, I will just, I, uh, opening credits cost in. about fifty million to make. <laughs> Dean Kane uh, thought of the plot of this film when he was at Princeton. True story. Uh, and let's just make mouth noises for a while. <laughs> I I want to I want to say real quick. Um, if I'm reading this metric correct, Dean Kane's uh, highest rated movie that he was in is. The Out of Time with uh, Denzel, and it scored a 6.5 on IMDb, and he has been in a lot of movies. Really? Oh, dude, Horse Camp got a 6.4. Oh, is that right? Shoot. Oh, wow, it was really close. What about Rat Race? Rat Race is really good. Is he in Rat Race? he's in Rat Race. Rat Race. I need to watch Rat Race. I just watched the the original Cannonball Run movies. You've never seen Rat Race? No, I saw- Oh my gosh, this movie's great. I watched Cannonball Run and Cannonball Run 2 recently, and they're both trash. All right. What team is he on in Rat Race? I can't remember. He's not. He's- uh, He's a bad guy? He's the boyfriend of the one girl that's flying the helicopter. 
and they fly over the house and Dean Cain's in the pool with some other girl and she goes all crazy on him and starts throwing wrenches out of the helicopter at his truck. Oh, and then they I start remember, racing yeah, around and he's chasing, preview, I think. She's chasing yeah. him in the truck with the helicopter. Yeah. It's Amy Smart doing yeah, that, right? Yeah, that's Amy Smart, yep. This and, movie um, is great. Um, rat race. I'm glad we have something 6. to cut out of this podcast. Us talking about rat race for a while. Dude, I can't believe you've never seen that. You need to grow up. It's really good. Well, I got to watch the other ones first because there's a Mad Men, Mad Men World. There is uh, Cannonball Run. There's Cannonball Run, Cannonball Run 2. And then there's some other ones too, right? Or a uh, million dollar movie and like some other yeah. ones that are all like races across country. You've never seen Mad, 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 Mad World? I have seen Mad, 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 oh, Mad I World. You said you I'm it. saying that I haven't seen all of the ones that lead up to Rat Race. Gotcha. Okay. My bad. My bad. Actually, I probably have at this point because I watched Cannonball Runs. <laughs> And also dick jokes. And smash cut. Thanks for listening to Submersion. Find us on SoundCloud and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Can't get enough of us? Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday. And if you like what you heard, please go ahead and give us a rating. 